Hello, and welcome to the You Go Girl podcast. My name is Erin Chapman, and I'll be your host as each week we interview a Canadian woman who has excelled in sport so she can share her story and inspire more girls and women to get up and get active. You Go Girl! Hi, Becca. Welcome to the You Go Girl podcast. How are you? Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. This thank is really you. exciting. Thank you so much for joining us today so we can talk about aerials and your involvement in sport. I'm so excited to hear your stories. Well, thank you for, for having me. I'm super excited to talk to another person other than my <laughs> partner these days. I guess we'll jump right in, starting from the very beginning. What kind of sports did you do growing up? I actually, from childhood, for, uh, I think I was age three to just before I left uh, for university, I was dancing. Um, I was classically trained in ballet and I did Chinese dance. I dabbled in hip hop, was not good at it because I was so classically trained um, and uh, lyrical jazz, um, but I mostly stuck to Chinese dance and, and ballet. Mm -hmm. And how did you transition then from dance to finding aerials? When I was in university, I actually didn't do much uh, exercise. I was, um, I moved away from home, um, from Vancouver to Ontario and, uh, I worked a lot. So during that time of university, I wish I had done more exercise and more, more, more activities, but it wasn't until, um, I moved to Ottawa and got a job that a local dance studio that I was at offered an introductory aerials course. And that was all that they offered. After that workshop, I was like, I need more. Mm -hmm. So I ended up um, just Googling and saw that one of the dance studios in Ottawa offered full-time classes. And so I went there for, for several years. Um, learning everything that I could. Um, that's how I got started with, with aerials. Can you talk a little bit about kind of the style of aerials? I know there's different apparatuses. Can you tell me a little bit about each of those? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so aerials is, if you ever watched like anything circus, anything, any kind of apparatus that is suspended in air and you see uh, people climbing up on things and doing acrobatics in them or with them, um, aerial silks, an aerial hoop, also known as Lyra. There's a hammock and flying trapeze. So anything that is suspended in air really is deemed aerials. And uh, I specialize, I personally specialize in aerial silks and aerial hoop. Awesome. I was just going to ask which one is your favorite. So I guess you kind of answered that there. What does it take to train in a silk or a hoop? What, what kind of body involvement is that? Well, I, I find that um, just kind of like in, in dance, really, um, even prima ballerinas have to go back to the bar doing their uh, first to sixth positions and plies and everything. They're not exempt from the basics. Uh, so with aerials, all that work is actually um, gained on the ground first making sure that I'm physically strong enough on the ground to be able to hold myself up in the air and uh, do the tricks up there. So if I'm not comfortable doing things on the ground, I should not be 
moving my way up into the air um, mm -hmm. just to avoid getting injured. And it looks, when you see someone doing aerials, it looks so artistic and easy. Is it really difficult when you're doing aerials? It is. It's painful, but it just is so pretty. I find that the passion really comes from when you eventually nail a trick. I see things on Instagram all the time and I'm like, oh, that looks really easy. And I go up there and I try it and I'm like, this is not doable. And then I have to be on, again on the ground trying to do those strengthening exercises to be able to pull myself up. And it actually, by doing that, I, th I think that, uh, you know, after a while, I, I try those tricks again, I kind of put it off to the side, do my exercises, then I go back on and try to do those tricks. And then it comes just like so naturally afterwards, but I would have to make sure that the foundation is, is super strong before I even attempt some of those tricks that uh, look easy, but are quite dangerous, actually. <laughs> I hope you always have some safety equipment there. Oh, yes. Dangerous. <laughs> yes. A mat underneath you at all times. Depending on what I'm performing, if it's aerial hoop, it's lower to the ground. Um, if I'm performing, then I don't have a mat underneath me. But if I'm performing with aerial silks, it's a lot higher, up to maybe even 20 feet um, in the air. I want to make sure that I am safe. So I always make sure that there is some sort of foam mat underneath me before I even go up. That is uh, not negotiable. Safety first. <laughs> Safety first. Can you talk about some of your aerial highlights or some of your favorite moments or opportunities that have presented itself through this sport for you? Uh, yeah, um, I was able to do a few aerial gigs around Ottawa uh, with Chio Hospital as well as Algonquin College. And uh, through doing aerials, I was actually able to find another passion of mine, which was uh, teaching. I didn't realize that I enjoyed teaching so much, um, being able to see my students grow from not being able to lift themselves to be able to do exercises and skills that are beyond my own skill set, which is amazing. In addition, I was also able to luckily take a year off work and um, moved myself to Quebec City where I attended circus school for about nine months, doing all sorts of new activities and, and apparatuses like flying trapeze and learning other aerial apparatuses, making sure that I uh, focused on the foundations. So actually when I came back from circus school, I started teaching a lot more with aerials and I was a lot more confident in teaching because I know that my foundation was a lot more solid. Circus school is such a cool thing. I think not many people can say that they've done that. What was it like to be immersed in the Cirque world all day, every day for nine months? Quebec, I think Quebec is something different. Um, I didn't realize, I think the entire city was able to do handstands. It, it's so funny to watch and like all the, you know, running into parents and kids in the park and everything, you know, they, I'm trying to practice my French with them and uh, the, the parents always tell me, oh, my kids go to the circus school and things like that. Um, and it, it was just amazing seeing these people do skills that are beyond my imagination. It was, it was just 
it was another world. If, if you've ever watched a Cirque du Soleil show, they immerse you into that world. And it, it was just fascinating to watch. There was shows, in, free shows, circus shows all over the city all the time. And I was really lucky to be able to, you know, express my passion. Um, and uh, with the, the people who, with the same kind of mindset. Did you get to do any performances with the circus school, whether within the school or out throughout the city? Yeah. At the end of the year, there's like a year-end uh, showcase, as any dance studio would. Um, and uh, I was able to perform handstands and uh, aerials with uh, some, of my, some of my friends that I made there. So that was super fun to actually be in a, in a real circus show. <laughs> So for aerials, do you think that there's an age minimum before starting or can anybody do it? No, the younger, the better if you start right away. But that's not to say I've actually taught men and women well into their 60s that wanted to do something different. So any time is a good time to start. If it interests you, I would say seek out the people that are offering these, these classes in your own city and go for it. Mm -hmm. You mentioned at one point finding moves on Instagram. If people even just want to get a taste, what are maybe some of the hashtags or some of the words that they can search for if they want to see some videos or pictures on Instagram? Um, I think uh, locally here in Ottawa, I would say um, hashtag Ottawa Circus School. There is an Ottawa Circus School here that offers a lot of the apparatuses as well as like unicycling and things like that um juggling there's a lot of handles like circus international aerial life a-e-r-i-a-l for not aerial department aerial. <laughs> no aerial nation is a big one i think even if you just hashtag circus you're gonna find a lot of different things fire breathing sword swallowing <laughs> That's great. I love how it's kind of like a modern day circus. Anybody can pick up and learn these circus performing tricks without having to join the circus, which is exactly. Great. And anybody and anybody can go to circus school. It it is a thing. It is a true thing. You can graduate with a bachelor's of circus arts. Well, that is the coolest sport degree I think I've ever. Heard of. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of circus and being active. Obviously, we're in quarantine right now. What are you doing to stay active, especially when it comes to aerials? Luckily, I was able to buy an aerial rig and actually bought an aerial rig that I can put up from 12 feet to 16 to 20 feet high in January of last year. It was a very difficult decision in the beginning because it was so expensive. But now with the quarantine, I am so thankful that I have bought it. I'm able to put it up and make sure that I at least maintain some of my skills. My partner and I, we go out and after work every day, working from home, um, we go out after work every day to just have a walk around the, the neighborhood. And we've actually met some new neighbors, explored our neighborhood a little bit more, found some new streets with interesting houses. And also, I've been giving uh, online classes as well. So that really motivated me to maintain my 
my discipline. Yes. <laughs> Finding that discipline is tough in the quarantine because you want to be productive, but then you're at home all the time. So I get that. Yeah. Now yeah. with your apparatus being so high, do sometimes your neighbors get a show for what you're working on trick-wise? Do you give little social distance performances or are you keeping it secret and working on your, your own tricks? Until well, I, the way that my house is actually situated, I actually have about five back neighbors. And so with a piece of equipment that's 20 feet in the air, a lot of them are like, what, what is that? Like, what are you doing with it? And they would actually come out if I'm in it to ask me questions. And I've been, once we're allowed to actually get together, I've actually been offering to give their kids a little spin, <laughs> take their kids off their hands for a while and give them a spin in the, uh, in the, uh, in the hammock, just to give them a little bit of a circus life. Uh, taste of circus life. I feel like your entire neighborhood is going to come out of quarantine as a giant school of circus performer. Oh my god, that would be so amazing! I, I honestly, I look, I look forward to the day where that I can, uh, I can have people over <laughs> and actually give them classes and shows and things like that on my rig. That that that'll be a dream. It yeah. sounds like Ariel's have brought you a really good sense of community and bringing people together, which is amazing. Yeah, for sure. The The circus community here in Ottawa is small, but it certainly is mighty. I know basically everybody who does any sort of circus here. So it's awesome. I love that. Well, Becca, thank you so much for joining the You Go Girl podcast. It was amazing to have you here today to talk about aerials. Well, thank you for having me. It was super fun. And uh, I hope to see you guys out um, doing circus. And I'm sure we'll all be in your backyard trying that hammock once we're allowed yes, to see people. come, come. <laughs> all yeah, right. Contact me. Thank you so much. That's all the time we have for this week on the You Go Girl podcast. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to hear from more amazing Canadian women in sport. <laughs>